Life in Spacetime, Episode 3. It's best if you sit down before listening to this, not because it's anything shocking, but because you need to be stationary. Well, at least you need to be stationary relative to your chair. In reality, the Earth is spinning, and it's orbiting the Sun, and the Sun is moving around the Milky Way galaxy. And the Milky Way is on a slow collision course with the Andromeda galaxy. So, all you can ever really say is that you are stationary relative to your chair and to your immediate surroundings. But even then, relative to your chair, you are only stationary in spatial terms. One glance at your watch will indicate that you are still moving through time at one second per second. Indeed, if you stay in your chair long enough, you'll end up in tomorrow. Of course, you can stand up and start moving around, meaning that you will then be moving both in time and in space relative to your chair. As we know, if you start moving really fast, like at 99% of the speed of light, then, from the chair's perspective, you will be noticeably moving slower through time, compared to how things were back when you were sitting stationary on your chair. But even if you do just walk around, there will be an exceedingly tiny fractional change in how fast your watch is ticking, at least from the chair's perspective. This is a fundamental feature of life in space-time. The faster you move through space, the slower you move through time. In reality, you are just following different trajectories through space-time, since space and time are just two different aspects of space-time. So on one space-time trajectory, you might move fast through space and slow through time, and on a different angle trajectory, you might move slow through space and hence faster through time. But if you are sitting stationary, then, from the chair's perspective, you are moving through time as fast as anyone can move through time, that is, at one second per second, which means you are using all of your time component and none of your space component. So if you get up and start moving through space, then from the chair's perspective, you are sacrificing some of your movement in time. However, there is a limit to this. You can only increase your movement through space until you almost stop moving through time, which happens as you approach the speed of 300,000 kilometers a second. You can never reach that speed since, as we've covered before, if you really could move through space without any time passing, then you could be at any and every spatial point in the universe at the same time. Without having to understand any of the math of relativity physics, this clearly can't happen. So again, the best way to think about all this is to remember that space and time are just two aspects of the same thing. So you can have less of one and more of the other, but you can never have one without the other. Even when you are sitting in your chair, apparently stationary in space and just moving through time, it's important to remember that you are only stationary in space relative to your chair. From a different frame of reference, both you and the chair are in rapid motion as the spinning Earth orbits the Sun. Indeed, there is no context in which you could ever consider yourself to be absolutely stationary in space. So as you move through time, you also move through space. You can't have one without the other. If all this seems a bit bewildering, it's because we are just not used to thinking about life in space-time. For example, our three-dimensional brains prefer to think of Usain Bolt winning the 100 meters in under 10 seconds. But you could just as well say he won it by running at an average speed of less than 10 meters a second. By thinking of the race in terms of motion, you avoid thinking of space and time as separate things. You could also think of the race as a space-time interval between two events, the start of the race and the end of the race, which are two different points in space-time, where the space-time interval between those two events is determined by the runner's motion. That space-time interval would be the same for all observers, regardless of how fast they might be going when they observe the race, even though their measurements of the length and the duration of the race might differ substantially. But to talk you through how all of that works, we'll take another episode of Life in Space-Time.